This podcast was made possible thanks to Drama Victoria. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama students and teachers. I'm Nick Waxman and today we are talking about how to use Google Docs, Google Slides, Google Forms, Google Spreadsheets and Google Drawings to make the most out of your drama classroom. I heard some of these ideas last year listening to the 10 Minute Teacher podcast with Vicky Davis and Eric Kurtz from Control Alt Achieve. There's a link to that in the description. I was definitely inspired by that podcast to try some of these ideas, but I've obviously changed them to suit a drama classroom. Without any further ado, let's get to it. The Google Suite is a collection of free software programs that are similar to other programs you use on a regular basis, and some that may be new to you. Google Docs is similar to Microsoft Word, Google Sheets is like Excel, Google Slideshow is a bit like PowerPoint, Google Drawing is like Paint meets Publisher, and Google Forms is, well, it's its own thing. And it's wonderful. They're all free to use and available right now. For most of what I'm describing, you can use a Microsoft equivalent, just as long as you have the most updated versions. You can use Google Docs to summarise content in a few different and fun ways. Uh, it's of course great for just plain old writing, but there are two things you can do to take a break from the norm. Rather than getting students to highlight important passages in a description of a theatre style or writer summary, you can do what's called a blackout. That's when you take a highlighter option in Google Docs and turn the colour to black. Then you can ask students to work in groups to black out anything that is superfluous or unhelpful. I recently did this working on solos in class. I asked the class to work in teams to black out items from a list of theatre conventions that could not be used in a solo. This could be like unison movement or true facts about the style's creators or other such inessential ideas. This gives them a framework to work with when they're developing their solos. You can also use emojis in the Google Docs to summarise a play, a scene or an objective. Rather than speaking with words, get students to recreate a scene, objectives, beats or plot points by using these tiny little pictures. Explain Romeo and Juliet or Brand New Day or creating their own work using emoji scripts. If you want to use emojis, you just go to Insert Special Character and then select Emoji. Google Slides, like PowerPoint, can be used to storyboard a piece of group work or solo work. Each slide might be a new scene or a new moment between a character, and each of these slides representing a different moment throughout the piece, so they can articulate their vision or separate their thoughts into different slides, and then they can rearrange them, especially if you're introducing transformation of time or place and disjointed time sequence. You can change the dimensions of the slide to be square or rectangular and all the sizes in between. Get a classmate to take a photo of your solo or group work every 10, 20, 30 or 40 seconds. Then put those images together into Google Slides and create almost the flipbook of your work. Then you can examine how you use the space, how you use levels, where people are situated in this space to reflect upon your work and see if you can begin using more diverse or dynamic use of space. You can also use Google Sheets like Excel. Eric Kurtz has a great writing prompt template to use with your students using Google Sheets. This auto-generates new words to get those thinking heads humming. There's obviously going to be a link to that in the descriptions, but here are some examples. Rancid hamster. Sticky turkey. Spotless mess. Vigorous rod. Weary oil. Damp attempt. Alcoholic eggnog. Organic needle. Forgetful brass. Natural clone. A soulful cherry. A hidden fireman. Assorted trains, a selfish trick, all great prompts. 
Google Drawing is like paint meets publisher. And that's great for lots of things, but also just for simple poster making. It's great. You can even get students to create posters for devised work in class if there's time. There's always groups that finish early, and they can do a Google search for inspiration and then design a poster that matches their scene's mood or themes. You can also use it for creating vocabulary posters with associated images. Any new vocabulary you introduce, you can ask students to create a Google drawing of it and add images they want to associate with that word. Great for new vocab like elements of theatre composition or for the edited dramatic elements. But for year 5, 6, 7, 8 students, they can use Google drawings for finding images related to theatre styles that you're exploring. What images are associated with ancient Greek theatre? What images are associated with Commedia? The last thing I'd like to talk about is Google Forms. This highly adaptable and flexible tool can be used for collecting student written responses in many different forms. It could be a simple survey, cast t-shirt sizes, detailed analysis of performance work. They can even attach images, links and videos of their own work. For example, I use Google Forms sometimes when I'm away from school and need cover and the teacher is not drama trained. Students watch videos embedded in the form from YouTube or Vimeo, they respond to questions and provide me with insight into their understanding of a topic. Their answers are then saved and I can access them for years to come. Short answers, long answers, multiple choice, scaled answers as in very much agree to very much disagree, you can use a grid or a matrix, and even you can have students give you details of dates and times they're available or unavailable to help volunteer for your next show. You can change the colour or style of the Google form to suit the classroom or the context the form is being sent in. You can add images, videos, and you can get students to submit their own videos and images. You can view responses individually, or you can view the group as a class, and you can even look at class responses over time. So let's say you give this form every year for three or four years. You can see if there are any trends over the years that you can reflect on as a teacher. You can also download that info into a spreadsheet and save it for later use. You can share the same test with your local drama teachers and analyse the responses together. Not even your local drama teachers. You could contact a teacher in America or Canada or Mexico or Spain and you can find out what they're doing in their classroom, ask similar questions and see if students are responding with the same level of sophistication in Melbourne as they are in Afghanistan. I've shared a few of my forms with the teachers on the Drama Victoria's Facebook group and I've been fascinated by the different responses the students in different schools give the, the vocabulary they use, the way they express themselves. The similarities, of course, are often hilarious, and the differences uh, give me great insight to what else I could be doing and how I could be teaching my students in a more effective way. It's a really simple way to collaborate with teachers across the state, across the country, and across the world. For example, uh, for my Year 8 set design elective, I use Google Forms to explore context. I provide an image of a set and ask the following kinds of questions. What do you think the context is for this set? The who, the what, the when, the where, and the why. Who are the characters? What are they doing? When is it set? Where is it set? And why are they doing this? The students can also answer in response to the who or the context as who is the audience? What can the audience see? When do you think it is performed? Where do you think it was performed? And why do you think it was performed? What are the themes of this play based on the set that you see? I give four different images with varying styles and budgets. There's a link to that in the description of this episode if you want to have a look at the kind of questions I ask and the kind of images I provide. Lots of links today. Well, hopefully lots to get you thinking as well. That is all from us at The Aside. There are a load of episodes in the bank, so I'm sure you can find one that piques your interest. 
we have recently hit 21,000 listens on this podcast over the last uh, 16 months and it has just been wonderful having so many people sending in their questions via email asking for resources and giving us some positive feedback obviously the uh, the rating on Apple Podcast is really high at the moment we have five stars uh, which is pretty amazing so if you would like to help out the podcast you can go to uh, Apple Podcast or the Apple Podcasting app and, and rate us of course if you're not going to give us five stars well just send us an email and tell us uh, what you're unhappy with and we might be able to give you some feedback but so far nothing but five stars which is awesome we love being your help and i think it's been lots of fun creating this podcast and i hope you're having fun listening to it as well if you would like to ask us a question or you have any feedback feel free to email us at asidepodcast at outlook.com thank you very much to eltham college for letting us record here thank you to aaron searle for providing the music thank you to drama victoria for their ongoing support and of course thank you for listening